Welcome to the Purple Talk Podcast on NBC Sports California. I am James Ham, and uh, we're bringing in another Sacramento King. Uh, Mr. Harrison Barnes is joining the show. Harrison, how are you? I'm no good, man. How about yourself? Uh, I'm good. I, I'm trying to stay busy in this this just totally weird time. Um, what are you doing to pass the time? And I think the biggest question on everyone's mind is, have you shaved yet? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't shaved yet. Oh, my um, goodness. Yeah, the biggest, I'm not, but I think it's plateaued. So that, that's good. But uh, biggest thing I'm doing, you know, pass the time is, you know, spending time with my wife on FaceTime, Zoom with family, friends, uh, working out at the house, um, just doing little things like that. Just keep, you know, keep your mind engaged uh, on the game, but also enjoying the break. Yeah, I think, you know, we've had this conversation. I've had this conversation with a couple of your teammates about um, just how how strange it is to have this break midseason. And I know you're a guy who really focuses on the game and, and even during the offseason season. Last year, you went to India early, uh, you started Team USA, uh, then you jumped right in with the Kings. This is really a, a break that you wouldn't normally get. So how much is it, in, uh, I, I guess, how important is it for you as a guy who has always been on the run for the last, you know, 10 years, eight years of, of your life, but to, to take a moment to really decompress and learn a little a little bit more about yourself, a little bit more about your wife, uh, get into things outside of the game of basketball and really try to change your focus. I think it's good. Um, you know, from a mental <clears throat> standpoint, you know, it's good to just relax and uh, fully unplug. This is, you know, one of the first times in a very long time where I've been able to just unplug mentally, but physically, um, you it's not really time to take too much of a break just because whenever the season comes back if you know all the teams are coming back i'm sure the ramp up will be pretty quick so you want to make sure that uh, you know you're in good shape you're ready to go if it turns out to be you know a couple of games tested for a playoff break so you talk about being ready i mean what is it going to take are you guys going to need a week are you going to need 10 days two weeks i mean the it's so difficult to look at how they're going to piece this thing back together and i know no one has any real insight on what exactly is going to happen. Um, but would you, would you hope for like a 10 day window to get back in the gym with your teammates and, and to get prepped for some sort of compressed, uh, final 18 games leading up to the postseason? Man, I mean, <laughs> 10 days is, uh, is, is very short, but you know, I think the biggest thing, um, you know, we'll just be getting, getting used to, you know, playing basketball again. Uh, whenever facilities open up, I'm sure there'll be a window for that before uh, the, the training camp starts. So I'm just putting up shots. And I haven't shot since in the Orleans game. So, um, you know, really having time to, to get back in the gym and get your legs underneath you, I think that's, that's going to be the biggest uh, thing. You know, I talked to Bogey and I talked to Rashawn, and neither one of them had basketball hoops at their house. They had actually ordered them. Um, but I think Amazon had told them it was going to be like a month and a half before they got the basketball hoop. Uh, Bogey was going like to one of his neighbor's houses and shooting on their portable hoop uh, when he could. Um, is that kind of the situation where a lot of you guys in, just because you guys have had uh, access to the practice facility for so long and it's just easy to hop in there and do your work? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't have a basketball group either, but uh, I've received a few invitations from the neighbors saying I could just, you know, pull up and get a few get a few reps in. So uh, <laughs> that's comforting to know. <laughs> but and I think until facilities are open again, I don't think anyone's going to be able to get, you know, quality, you know, basketball work in until then, unless you have a hoop at your house. Yeah. Um, Luke, Luke said, um, he talked to us last week. He said, look, we really like the direction we are going in. You guys were, I think it's 13 and eight over your last 21 games. Um, the addition of Bazemore really seemed to spark you guys. Uh, Alex Lynn had some big moments too, after coming over. Um, where did you kind of assess where you guys were at? I, I know where you guys were early in the season. It was a really rough start, but where you got to by, by the time that the season was put on hiatus. Yeah, the timing of that was unfortunate just because, you know, throughout the beginning of the year, uh, we had so many different lineups, so many injuries, so many just chemistry things we were just trying to iron out. And we were kind of starting to find a groove, find who we were. Um, like I said, the additions of Ken and Alex, you know, were great for us in rotation. And, you know, things kind of stopped. So when we come back, you know, it'll be a whole different reset, you know, because all the guys who were banged up will be healthy. And, figuring out kind of what our rotation would be in a semi-five-game, seven-game, depending on what it may be, uh, atmosphere will be. Uh, it'd be a lot of work for the coaches. Yeah, it's an interesting thought. I mean, Marvin Bagley could be back uh, for you guys. Of course, he, he is getting a lot better, it sounds like. Um, but you're also looking at other teams thinking, okay, that means that Nurkic is probably going to be back, and it means that potential maybe Zach Collins is back and, and I mean this is so strange to look at how this thing could piece together what goes into your mindset of when you're trying to focus on what could be or are you just like sitting back and saying you know what I'm not going to worry about it until it's here I wouldn't say I mean you can you can talk yourself you know in circles about how many different options or possibilities or what may happen or you know what things could look like I think the, the biggest thing is uh knowing that once again we'll finally have our whole team healthy and whenever that time comes whether it's this season next season whatever it may be and you know just kind of embracing where we want to go everyone seeing what our potential is and building up that yeah you guys had what one game uh, to start the season where you were healthy 100 percent, and that didn't even last two four quarters and then you had one other game where uh, both De'Aaron and Marvin came back and both of them got hurt again in that game. Um, it, how much yeah, is that? <laughs> it, it's just wild, isn't it? How much do you need to get those two specifically on the court just to see what you have for the future? It's huge. And just because, you know, they're, they're such important parts of this franchise and everyone finding that continuity and chemistry together um, is big. I mean, I don't think, I don't know if we've seen a lineup with, you know, Marvin or Sean yet. You know what I'm saying? I don't think, I don't think we've seen just different lineups and, and had those game reps. Um, everyone kind of getting a continuity and feel. So um, having both those guys healthy as well as everyone else. I mean, we had a lot of guys who were playing minutes that were banged up. Mm-hmm. So I think that getting everyone healthy will be, will be big. Now, do you have any concerns about coming back and how, I mean, I know you're a guy who takes care of your body 100%. You know, I see it every single day, game in and game out. Um, you're one of the last guys in the locker room because you go straight to the tubs to work, work on your body. Uh, you spend time after practice. Um, but 
you know, during this layoff, layoff and not everybody has, you know, a hoop, not everybody has weights. Um, is there some concern? Because, like, for me, I'm thinking, like, Nemanja comes in and, you know, he's doing the Ron Burgundy, like, 99, 100, you know. <laughs> and, and then you look at De'Aaron and he literally could drop to, like, 135 uh, just because he's been sitting there playing video games the whole time. I mean, there's, like... You get, it's got to go through your head like, man, how is this going to look? <laughs> like, because this isn't like an off season. It's, hey, you guys have to leave and you can't come back and you can't come in the building and your thumbprint won't work and uh, you can't, you, we don't want to see you. Uh, so, I mean, where are you at with that side of it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, I think that's definitely uh, something that's on the forefront of everyone's mind is like, how do you, stay in the best shape possible, but, you know, there's something about, you know, playing a game, you know, getting up and down, playing five on five, that it's so hard to simulate on a treadmill or on a bike or even by yourself. And I think, you know, the biggest thing coming back would be injury prevention. You know, how can you ramp up into the most intense part of the season of a basketball season after having a month, two months, two and a half months off potentially. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. All right, so let's get away from basketball. I know that it is your life, and it's something that um, you really focus a lot of your attention on. I know you put in time on your crafts, but I also know a few other things about you, like uh, your your middle name is Jordan, your sister's name is Jordan, um, and you know the one thing that every basketball fan has right now is uh, the ESPN documentary on on Michael Jordan and, and the Last Dance. How cool has it been for you as a as a guy who, you know, clearly you have that like it's in you that you know the the Jordan stuff. You know, you love him. He's he's one of your all time favorites. But to actually get to see all of this insider video uh, and, and see him in real life, sort of during that that last season with the Bulls. Oh man, I love it. I mean, every every Sunday those episodes go by so quick. Um... But, you know, just being around some of those guys before, like, you know, Steve Kerr, um, Luke was coached by Phil, um, you know, just kind of hearing these stories, you know, it's been so interesting that you hear about it and see it, and then now you can kind of see it in, in mass. You know, I, I love it. And you know, I, I wish I actually it was more than 10 episodes. I wish it would go until, until quarantine ends. Yeah, I mean, I think they have, what, 10 episodes, and I think everybody is kind of like, man, can you drag this out even further? Um, what has been the highlight for you? What has been the one thing that stood out that you're like, man, that was really cool, or that was really crazy? Uh, for me, just so you know, it's it's all the Rodman stuff. I love Dennis Rodman. Um, I think he's absolutely amazing, but also his his personality is so different and, you know, uh, you know the whole vacation thing in the middle of the season i mean i can't even imagine uh any of that but i mean what has been the sort of the highlight for you honestly um this last weekend when they were talking about the detroit series and you know mike kind of getting that breakthrough of, of getting past the team that you know was such a obstacle for him um and kind of all the things he had to go through for that you know like him lifting and taking his body more seriously and then kind of establishing that early breakfast club of him, Scotty, you know, a couple other guys and kind of seeing how that influenced a lot of guys later in later generations. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just with how they take care of their body and how they prepare and, um, you know, that sort of thing. So um, I think that part was, was pretty cool to see. Yeah, I've uh, I've been able to have podcasts because, you know, clearly we aren't allowed to hang out and, and chat with you guys in the locker room. But <laughs> I actually had Doug Christie and Mitch Richmond on earlier in the week. And we talked about defending Michael Jordan. And the one thing that Mitch pointed out was uh, that when Jordan was young, he was just so lightning quick that he didn't even wait for the pick a lot of the times. He just went and you just he had you off balance all the time. And then as soon as he took off, you're done. Everyone knew as soon as he got in the air, you're completely toast. He's going he's gonna to light you up. Um, but Mitch said as he got later in his career, all of a sudden he's going in the post and he's backing you down and he's hitting his fadeaway. And he's, he was just a different person. You know, the, the weight, the mass, mm-hmm. the strength. Um, it's really remarkable to see how throughout his career he was able to change himself uh, really multiple times until the, you know, the final product that he was, uh, during his, his older, you know, older versions of himself. What is it that like when you're playing and, you know, you're not new to this. I mean, when you're seven, eight years in at this point, um, how do you reinvent yourself? How do you look at things like that? Like how he's a different player than he was then. And, you know, your role with a Golden State Warriors team was totally different. Your role with the Dallas Mavericks was different and now your role with the Sacramento Kings and you continuously have to change who you are as a player and how your body works and you know the the rigors that a 82 game season puts on you yeah I mean I think you you saw it um in a lot of the highlights in Jordan's career I mean you have to make like the best players in the league always make adjustments and you see him early on in his career he's he just jumped in the air. He doesn't even know what he's going to do. He might dunk on you. He might, you know, double double pump reverse, whatever it may be. And I think his ability to move to the post and to, to still dominate, but dominate in a different way um, was huge. I think a lot of people learn, it's like, okay, this is how you transition your game. This is how, and, that, and that's different for every player, but for a wing, for a guard, you know what I'm saying? Going from relying strictly on your athleticism to, you know, more footwork, you know, more deception, you know, really perfecting the jump shot, things like that. And I think, um, you know, there's a lot to learn there. You know, is there something to watching this, like, as you're watching it, you're thinking, man, I've got to work on this, or man, I, I just can't believe that that's how this played out, that, that you kind of focus on? Oh, man, I mean... There's so many different things. I mean, team dynamics, you know, winning being the most important thing in a locker room. Um, and I would say Mike's attention to detail, like as, as, you know, he was kind of labeled as, you know, just a scoring talent, you know, how he was able to get guys better, find guys, develop that well-rounded aspect of his game. Um, and how, how his shooting just got better as he got older. I think that, that's a really... Um, hard thing to do. And you, I mean, you see it in certain players, right? Like somebody like a like a Ray Allen. I'm not saying Ray Allen couldn't shoot, but, you know, his younger days when he was in Seattle, you know, he was a much different player than what he was with Boston and Miami. Yeah. And so I think I think there's a lot you can kind of just learn from, like, his transition in those, um, in those regards. 
you know, okay, outside of basketball, there's something else I know about you, um, which I didn't know during the season, really. Uh, but by by happenstance, uh, I found out that you're a foodie. Uh, I, too, am a foodie. <laughs> Somebody who who loves really good food. And I'm not going to... I'm not going to tell people where what your restaurant is. It's it's a good spot, and I don't want people flooding there trying to find Harrison Barnes. Um, but that is part of also like you and and Brittany, what you guys do as well, right? You you love uh, good food and to go out and and sort of experience different things, right? Absolutely. I mean, somewhat of an embarrassing story, but you know, as you you know, I grew up in a single parent household, so you know. Food was like always like a like a premium thing. Like anytime you could go out, you know, have a nice dinner, you know, that was huge. And like you always had to look, you know what I'm saying, at the how much did this cost, how much did that cost. Like pick your favorite thing on the menu and kind of work back from there with how much you have. And you know, I think one of the best uh, things about playing in the NBA is you eat extremely well. <laughs> you know, like uh, yeah. the practice facility, the food on the plane, the post game, all these different things. So. Uh, you know, for me, it's just been unbelievable to be able to try different foods and try different places and uh, really just be adventurous. You know, you know. Now, what is it that uh, I mean? I I grew up, you know, lower middle class. Uh, my dad was a construction worker, and you know, we didn't go out to dinner a lot. We didn't do those things. Um, we, we make food now. And if I make old recipes from my growing up, it's kind of like, okay, this is my kids are looking at me like, what in the world are you making us? And like, well, this is what happens when you don't have a lot of money. This is the food that you eat. You eat, you know, <laughs> you sure. eat this type, you know, I think we all remember that moment where we're, you're allowed to go to Taco Bell, but you know, you can only order one item. And then when you get a little bit bigger, they're like, okay. You get two items and you're sitting there like mapping out, like, what am I going to do? But I personally, uh, I love food. Um, and I, I like the, the ambiance of going to a good restaurant, trying something new. Uh, I like hitting all the new spots when they open up in Sacramento. So I'm with you. It's, uh, it's cool to kind of add to what you do. Now, I guess, are you a cook at all or is that something that you shy away from? Uh, it's something I've been experimenting with since the quarantine has started. I, I wouldn't say I'm I'm a chef. My wife is for sure a chef. Like her cooking is amazing. Uh, I mostly just kind of get in the way uh, when I'm helping out. All right, uh, you know we should uh, me and you should we should split the master's course, <laughs> where you can you know you can watch <laughs> from the masters. Uh, we we should watch the masters and and actually learn how to cook a little bit better. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think it, this is one of those moments in life where you kind of have to take a step back and say, okay, uh, I'm a basketball player, or for me, it's I'm a, I'm a writer, but what else am I? Who else am I? What else can I do? And, and I just think, especially for you guys, um, who you, can, you just can't shut it off and you can't get away from it. I think this is a, a really cool moment uh, for, for you guys to kind of take a you know, a little stock of yourself and of where you want to be and who you want to be uh, going forward. And, and so I'm kind of, in a way, I'm kind of happy you guys are getting this opportunity. I wish we weren't all locked in our houses and we could try different things and we could, you know, but at the same time, um, I think this is actually really good 
just for the progress, especially of the younger guys who, uh, you know, they just have no idea what life is outside of basketball. So I think it's cool. I'm glad you're getting to experience some things. Um, and, and I appreciate you dropping by and hanging out on the podcast with me. Yeah, no, I definitely appreciate the time and I hope you guys stay safe. Thanks for tuning into the Purple Talk podcast on NBC Sports California. Again, thanks to Harrison Barnes for dropping by. I've had a busy week. Mitch Richmond and Doug Christie earlier in the week. Uh, Harrison Barnes to finish it off. So a good week of podcasts. We'll be back next week. If you haven't already, hop on, give us a rating and review. Again, thanks for tuning in to the Purple Talk podcast on NBC Sports California. Every day, the city streets stand between you and your customers, and your business's reputation is on the line. To help protect it, there's the Michelin Agilis Cross Climate Commercial Truck Tire. It's Michelin's most durable, heavy-duty, light commercial truck tire ever. Designed with professional-grade construction that resists curb scrubbing in the city. To outfit your fleet with tires you can trust, visit business.michelinman.com slash professional services.